0: The regular season is heating up, new stars are emerging, and that means more opportunities to win up to 25 times your cash on prize picks. The most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection on a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's that easy. Let it fly to turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Watch your favorite players and get paid doing it this basketball season. See your entries make progress during the game or make new entries for the second half in the fourth quarter. Three pointers, assists, rebounds, and everything in between are yours for the taking. Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, PrizePix will match your first deposit of up to $100. Just download the PrizePix app and use code GET100. That's code GET100 on PrizePix for a first deposit match of up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy.
1: to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner. Brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. Before we go down to Pine Ridge, I'm going to answer the question, what is the difference between Horlicks, the original malted milk, and imitations? First, where Horlicks uses only rich, full cream milk, many imitations use skim milk powder, but that only partly accounts for Horlicks' superior quality. Second, where Horlick's contains only selected wheat and their own malted barley. Many of the imitations contain a lot of raw cocoa, ordinary sugar, and inferior malt powder. That's what accounts for Horlick's superior flavor. Third, where Horlick's process conserves the precious vitamins and minerals and softens the curds of the milk in Horlick's, many imitations are just mechanically stirred-up mixtures. That is the reason for Horlick's greatly superior digestibility. Therefore, for quality, flavor, and results, insist on Horlick, the original. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. The case of M.K. Skimp versus Edwards and Peabody, proprietors of the Pine Ridge Planetarium, to collect $1,000 personal damages, was dismissed by the judge last Friday. Just as it looked to be a certain victory for the squire... Lum produced evidence showing that Squire had applied for some life insurance since the accident in the theater and had passed a physical examination, proving there could have been no serious injuries resulting from the fall. As we look in on Pine Ridge today, we find Abner and Grandpappy Spears down at the Juttum Down store. Lum is just approaching. Listen.
2: Yeah, look at him shutting up out there. He puts me in mind of old Turkey Gobbler. <laughs>
3: yeah, Lama's mighty proud of himself over the way that lawsuit come out.
2: Oh, he don't give that lawyer we had credit for nothing. Says he's the one that win the case himself. Better mind out what you're saying, Abbott. You? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, howdy, Lama. Hey, Lama, Ezra Season called up for you a while ago.
3: Oh, he did, huh? What does he want?
2: Well, he never said I told him you was out loping around town somewhere, but I'd have you call him when you come in. Well,
3: don't never tell nobody I'm out loping. Tell them I'm tied up on a case when they call that away.
2: Tied up on a case?
3: A uh, law case. See that book
2: there? Yeah. Where'd you get that at?
3: Well, it belongs to me.
2: Well, what you can it around under your arm for?
3: This is a law book. Book of statutes. If ask me some question about law matters, I can just look it up for them right there. See, since that trial Friday, I'm getting sort of a reputation as a legal advisor. Yeah. Uh-huh. Folks is wanting to get my advice about one thing or another, and I can tell them this way.
2: Well, I do And
3: hey, You sure made them set up and take notice at the trial um, when you come in there and told them about Squire buying that insurance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I held them it all right. You could uh, hear the pen drop anywhere in the room there.
2: Well, I don't know that I'd go so far as to say that, Mom. That's what I fountain pen, uh, a
3: rolling pen. Uh, well, I knowed we were same as had the keep one when that insurance man told me Squire had bought a policy from me. <laughs> my legal mind started working right then. See, when Squire passed a physical examination for the insurance, that showed right there that he weren't serious hurt in the accident.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. You done explained that for me a dozen
3: times. Well, quick thinking on my part what it was, I see right now I ought to have been a lawyer. Here, I've been wasting my time just as a around here when I should have had my own law, it right here. Eddard, Eddard, and Eddard. Attorney's in law. Who? Eddard, Eddard, and Eddard. Sort of like that Clark, Clark, and Clark outfit in that county seat.
2: Well, who's them other two Eddards there? Some of your relations? Oh, I don't know.
3: I was just thinking what a good name that makes for a law officer. Oh. Might could find a couple of other Eddards in the summer. Yeah, I
2: might. Yeah,
3: you aiming on practicing law now, Long? Practice? I don't need no practice. Anybody can win a piece like that in West Friday. It's already lost. You don't need no practice or nothing. I see right now I've been hiding my talents under a bushel basket.
2: you been doing what?
3: Hiding my talents under a bushel basket, I said.
2: Bushel basket?
3: Uh, some kind of a basket. I doubt where I uh, could get them all under a bushel. Now you're thinking about lights, ain't you, Long? Hiding your lights under a bushel. That's the way the sand goes. I know how it goes. It'll work on talent to get the family's life. I know what I'm hiding.
2: Well, I don't see no sense in hiding either one of them under there myself.
3: I don't either. That's why I'm going to quit it, too. I'm going to open up a law
2: office. And that's what I talking about while I go. Well, love, you've got enough stuff to look after around here without getting into something else. It looks like you ain't satisfied unless you're starting something new all the time. Even my constable work takes up more time that I ain't got for ought
3: to be spending on other things. Oh, well, this store and that picture show and my dishes are peaking. <laughs> I can do all that with my left hand. Feller's got a brain like mine. He's got to keep it busy. Like that old Eddard saying, all work and no play makes Jack the... Uh, no, let it go.
2: huh
3: Nothing. See there, I can't even keep up with my own brain. Just runs away with itself sometimes. I can be just sitting around like this. My mind just keeps right on going. One big idea right after another.
2: Well, I do know.
3: Wonder to me them wheels up there ain't wore plumb out. All that thinking. Turning big problems over in my mind. Wonder I don't have an a nervous shakedown sometimes.
2: I believe that car rang, right, huh? Yeah, I'll answer it. All right. Uh, it might be Ezra. You forgot to call him back
3: like I told him you was. Eddards, Edwards, and Edwards talking.
2: Wait a minute, Mom. You ain't took the receiver off the hook there.
3: I know what I was just seeing now. I sounded over the telephone.
2: Oh. <laughs> Hello? Eddard,
3: Eddard, Eddard. Yeah, this is him. <laughs> Who? Oh, howdy, Ezra. Yeah, Abner told up. me you called, but I've been sort of tied up on the keys and couldn't. Oh, huh? Sorry. Jim Collins. I don't know. No, I don't, Ezra. Last I heard of him, he lived over there on Breast Street Thomas. Uh,
2: Jim Collins lives out there this side of the Pleasant Valley Schoolhouse now, on He's sheriff in the old Medford Plains.
3: Uh, How much does he owe you, Ezra? Well, I, I believe I could take that to court for you and collect it. Huh. Yeah, bring the suit again. Why, of course I can't. You just leave it to me. I'll get that money for you. I'll file suit first thing in the morning. Huh? Oh, I don't know, about twenty five dollars I reckon. We had to pay that lawyer ours fifty dollars in there at the county seat the other day, and I done most of the thinking for him. Facts is I seem as when the case bare handed or uh, single handed. Well
2: I didn't
3: pay nothing.
2: Huh? Oh yeah, that's right.
3: Well, how about fifteen cents then? I ought to have something out of it. Gotta draw up all them papers and stuff and cross them and everything submit the case to the juries and stuff like that. Well, you come over and bring all the evidence you've gotten. Well, ain't you got no proof of no kind that he bought the corn from you? Oh, well, if you've got a letter from him, that's all you need. We can get him for using the mail for defraud, too. All right, Ezra. You'll be famous for this, being my first customer. Not
2: at all. Not at all. Goodbye. What's the matter with Azra? Oh, he talked me into handling
3: a little case for him.
2: Well, you saw sure some down on your prices there, from $25 down to 15 cents.
3: Well, yeah. Jim don't owe him but a dollar and a quarter. He couldn't afford to pay me $25 to collect no 6 amount as that.
2: Well, Jim calling owes us about $12 here at the store, If You're going to collect something. Why don't you get that? By sure. We've sent him a state man every month for the last two years, and he don't pay no more attention to them and nothing.
3: my Grange, we'll see how it come out on collecting that bill, here and if it works all right, we'll bring suit again. Now you'd better have old Jim in court all sermon to where he can't make a cop bringing all these suits again.
2: Yeah, I feel sort of sorry for Jim. He's had a hard row of stomachs, lots of sickness in his family. Old Doc never ain't Mr. Day hardly going over there.
3: You
1: sit
2: regular as a on a mitten. Yeah, and Jim's a good man at heart, works hard. Just looks like luck had just turned like squire back of Yeah.
3: I was just thinking I might just pay Ezra that dollar and a quarter Jim owes him. i just pay him out of my pocket. Sort of use that for advertising.
2: Advertising?
3: Yeah, Ezra will tell everybody he sees I collected a debt for him he weren't able to get, and that'll bring me a lot of business.
2: Well, how are you going to make any money if facts and law going around paying everybody's debt from
3: him? Well, that's the only one I aim to do that with. I'll make up for it on some other case. Yeah, Mom, you can't be too easy in this law business. That's going to be your trouble. Well, I've known Jim a long time.
2: there's uh, well, a phone again.
3: Well, wait a minute, I'll answer. It might be another law uh. Hello? Eddard's Eddard's and Eddard's attorneys in law talking. <laughs> huh? Oh, just a minute. You haven't. Well, Somebody wanting a constable. Sounded like Luther Phillips is woman.
2: Well, I do know. Less what's happened
3: now. I don't know, but you oughtn't to be using this phone listening to something important.
2: Hello. This is Hannah Talking. Where? Now, uh, who does it belong to? Oh, you don't. Well, I'll come over there, then, and, and run him out of your garden for you, Miss Phillips. Yes, Ma. All right.
3: Wait a minute. What? What, what is it, damn? Name? Just
2: a minute, Miss Phillips. Hold the receiver. Somebody's horse has broke into her garden and tore down the fence, ma'am. Well,
3: here, let me talk to her. Hi, <laughs> granny, there's a key right there. Oh, Ms. Phillips, uh, this is my mother's attorney-in-law. Did I understand you to, I mean, uh, Abner was telling me somebody's horse broke into your garden. Uh, Well, if he's learned something, there ain't no reason why you can't law to him. Why, sure, collect damages, destroying property and disturbing your peace. Oh, he did. Well, that's just as good as you want him. If he kicks at you, why, you can get him for assault and battery, too. Too bad he missed you, for if he'd have broke some ribs or something, you could have sued him for personal damages, too. Well, don't worry. There's plenty of other things I can get him for. You've got a perfect case again, whoever owns that horse. Make him pay for having a new fence built and pay for what damages he did to the garden and letting a vicious animal run loose on the street and violating the stock law and scalping batteries. And I ain't sure but what we can dig up three or four other charges again. Mom, Oh, I don't know. I'll be reasonable about the charges. might take it on an infringement, be. Just divide up whatever we collect off of it. All right. Just recollect now. You've got damages coming to you there, so don't let nobody talk you out of it. All right. Not all. Just proud to help you. Just leave it to me. We'll make an example out of it. All right, Miss Phillips. Goodbye. I'll make a Well, by goodness sake, right? let what's look
2: at such a hurry around. I just watched him running up there. He's coming in the store here, yeah, too. Hey,
3: yeah, sure. Is. Maybe something else is happening. <laughs> this law business is going to keep me busy. I can see that What right in now. the name
2: of common sense is the matter with you, Fedrick,
3: What you running about? Well, Mr. Um, Mr. Lum, Mr. Lum, you better get over to Luther Phillips' place as quick as you can. Luther Phillips' place? Uh, yes, Mom. Your horse is broke out, and he's over there in her garden right now. <laughs>
1: This little case may dampen Lum's legal ambitions before he gets started. And now, I'm pleased to introduce Mrs. Green, one of the Chicago ladies who tested the Horlick weight control plan.
2: Thank you, Mr. Griffith. Uh, is there anything in particular you'd like me to talk about?
1: Well, I suggest you tell the listeners just what you did and just how effective
2: the plan was. As far as doing anything is concerned, we simply omitted our regular lunch and took in its place a good glassful of Horlick malted milk. That's the only rule we followed and we found Horlick to be quite sufficient. A few of us felt we needed the additional nourishment of a glass of Horlick, or a few Horlick tablets at the fatigue period in the afternoon, and we certainly found your plan effective. Why, we lost on an average more than three and a half pounds each in the three weeks we carried out the plan, and we felt no ill effects whatever. We didn't get weak or lose energy, as might be expected cutting down on the regular noonday meals. And we found Horlicks a mission, too.
1: Well, thank you, Mrs. Green. This is Carlton Bricker, speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlitz, who now bid you all goodbye until tomorrow at this same time.